Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to The Menopod, the award-winning podcast that tackles midlife issues, well, rather like Will Smith tackles jokes about his wife, with a hefty slap. I'm Susan Lee, Group Wire Editor at Reach, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host, good friend and fellow journalist, Don Collinson. And can I just say that sounded like Group Wine Editor Sue, which under the circumstances (laughs) may be be appropriate. Wine and wine, that's what I like to do. Uh, On today's episode, we're not talking about wine, but we are taking a look at menopause in the workplace, uh, how well businesses deal with women in midlife and what women can do about it. At a time when the menopause has never been more widely discussed, there are even menopause festivals, I kid you not, it feels like the issue of helping the midlife female workforce still has quite some way to go. Here comes the science bit. A 2019 survey found that three in five menopausal women were negatively affected at work and that an estimated 900,000 women in the UK have left their jobs because of their symptoms. crazy though doesn't it because Mm -hmm. it's not just bad for the women involved but it's bad for the businesses as well because hopefully as we know women when they get between mid 40s to mid 50s and beyond that are often like at the absolute height of their career they've got all this wealth of experience so it just seems madness for employers to see all of that and go no we're not going to help you and wave it out the door especially Mm -hmm. because menopausal women are just a, a huge growing element of the workplace So we bring all that stuff to the party, you know, we've got all the great things going on. And it's just that one factor that we could do with tackling, isn't it? Especially as you want more more and more people, more and more women with grown up children are going to have to work because cost of living crisis, in case we haven't noticed, we've all got we've all got energy bills to pay. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Now, to be fair, there are some employers um, who are on the front foot about this. Big shout up to Boots, who are doing very well with these things, Kellogg's, and my employer Reach has a, a menopause policy now. But are things really moving fast enough? And is enough really being done to help women navigate the menopause as well as hold down the jobs and have a career? So Dawn, what do you reckon? Enough being done? Long way still to go? I think there's probably a long way still to go. It's like, it's. I think it's like anything. It's like steering at you know trying to turn a line around isn't it we've been heading in one direction for such a long time and the upper management was forever male wasn't it so these kind of changes are going to take a while to implement and I think we're implementing them fractionally at a time for instance I do like the idea of the menopause festival now we laughed about it didn't we and went oh my goodness can you believe there's actually a festival for menopause but in reality I quite like the idea of that because it's another thing which gives visibility and stops people going oh I'm too embarrassed to say the word menopause 
I typed in before menopause myths, most common myths. Oh, some of them are eye-wateringly awful. And you think, actually, <laughs> so where do you go for information? If you don't want to bother your GP, you go online, don't you? So you type in online and you look for information to do with the menopause. And you just get hit with this barrage of misinformation in amongst all the in amongst all the true stuff. There's all these kind of speculative, mythy things in there. So something like the Menopause Festival, while it seems a bit of a laugh on the face of it, you think, well, actually good, because if you could go to something like that and actually get the facts from the right people without having to, you know, find your way through this sort of labyrinth of ridiculousness, then kind of a good thing, especially if there's good toilets, because that's the thing that really puts me off about festivals. I think, oh, are there going to be those awful portaloos? Listen, I am not camping at a menopause festival. I just want to make that clear. Okay, I don't camp. Not even glamping. Not even glamping. No, I'm in. A, I'm in a nice hotel with fluffy towels. But so, so it's interesting. We're talking about this. You know, this festivals. It's called Flush Fest, which just makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> you know, menopause has never been more front and center. We're talking about it all the time. And yet, and yet, I know women who have had or are having a really hard time in work with their symptoms, with feeling, with, I mean, brain fog's a nightmare when you're trying to, you know, be in a meeting or, or hold yeah. down a job. And yet they are embarrassed and reticent to raise that with a line manager. They, they are, they just don't feel able to say to people in charge, look, you know what, I feel like, well, I was going to say rude word there for a moment. I feel Ooh. really discombobulated some days and, very actually very minor tweaks in my working environment will help no end but you know what I read something else about the number of people who put menopause down when they are off sick minuscule minuscule people go really? off sick for and they'll say it's a migraine they'll say it's a whatever it is and it's interesting because a friend's daughter has quite significant uh, menstrual problems um, and she's under investigation blah 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 but you know what her bosses don't know when she rings in sick, she says she has a migraine or she has a tummy upset because she can't bring herself to say, I've got gynae issues. And that's a woman in a, I don't know, late 20s, early 30s, all the way up to women in the 50s, 40s and 50s, who still can't find themselves, bring it them, themselves to say to somebody, look, you know what, I'm having a terrible day because I can't string a, a sentence together. Don't make, me, yeah. don't make me do that presentation. Or can we open, can we open a window? <laughs> can we lower yeah. the temperature of the office? It's interesting. And that's why I think businesses, they need to lead from the front foot. I mean, women have got to do, do it as well, but I think it, it, you know, it behoves businesses to make the workforce uh, workplace whether that's a factory or an office or a shop whatever as accessible as possible to women of our age because you know what we're, we're not going around we're not we're not retiring anytime soon I mean are you looking to retire in the next what five years I don't think so next fortnight so I'm not gonna <laughs> but I'm always looking to that I'm always thinking oh maybe I have to just give up in two weeks but but you know what I mean the, the female yeah, workforce yeah. of oh, our yeah. age is around for a lot longer than we ever were so Absolutely. we kind of need some help yeah but I think you're right I think businesses should meet women halfway maybe if not a little more than halfway because we're quite relaxed about discussing these things not everybody feels the same way and it's not just an older woman thing like you just said about your friend's daughter younger women can feel a little bit hesitant or reticent because it seems very personal and in a, in a weird way say you've got a headache doesn't feel 
doesn't feel like you're disclosing anything medical, does it? If you say, oh, I had, a, I had a tummy upset or I had a migraine or whatever, you don't feel like it's quite such a personal disclosure. Whereas you say to somebody, well, I have problems with periods every month or, well, I'm having an issue with menopause. And suddenly it feels like you're revealing something a lot more personal, I think. So I think it, if it was me or if I was suggesting a policy, I think to stop women having to make this an issue, I think more businesses look should look to incorporate it just in their general working policy so that women don't have to keep knocking on the door of HR and going, oh, could you just make an because we don't want to be made an exception for, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's it's something which is natural. It should just be taken in the stride of business life. Also, in the way that I think some women prefer to request a female GP when they talk about personal things, I think it would be nice if larger businesses, because I understand it can be a scale thing, had a female in HR so that if women did feel hesitant to discuss things that they consider to be personal, that they could talk to another woman about it so that they're not having to go and see Bob, head of HR, and go, oh, do you know what, I've, I've got this or I've got that. They can talk to somebody who maybe can empathise a little bit more and take away some of that embarrassment factor, which some people do still feel. I completely get that. I think, I think you're dead right. I think, you know, women will, some women will feel very awkward about going to their male boss or their male yeah. line manager. They may feel awkward about going to their female line manager. Do, do you know what I mean? Yes. But you're right, having somebody who's trained, who, you know, just, perhaps this is a bit a bit crass, but you know what? We have um, a first aider on, on our yeah. floors. Don't we? Why don't we have somebody who's the nominated somebody to go to about menopause? I don't know. I mean, we, we have people who specialise in people who offer advice on mental health issues. So so why not? Why not the menopause? You're right. We don't want to be made exceptions of. But actually, some of the solutions are quite simple. It's like. Can I get a desk fan, please? Yeah, <laughs> dead but easy. It should be treated as a health issue, just a just a run of the mill health issue, like any other health issue. Like you said, like like mental health issues are now being addressed in the workplace, which is a great thing. Why why not us? Why do we have to make a song and dance about it, which most women don't want to have to do? Because you know we spent so long trying to get equality in the workplace what we don't want to do is have something which sets us apart in a potentially negative way what yeah. we want is for it just to be accepted and so that it doesn't have you don't get a little black mark against you as like oh trouble troublemaking marjorie's over 50 you know what i think that i think that's really interesting because i suspect lots of places once you drill into it, we'll have things in place that they can just action. Mm -hmm. It won't be called the menopause policy, but they'll have stuff in place. But I think women fear, perhaps a strong word, but being labelled troublesome or a bit yeah. of a pain or can't be trusted. or And you know what? Just like back in the day, women of a certain age being interviewed, the boss might think to themselves privately, mm, she's going to be pregnant in a couple of years yes. and we're going yeah, to lose yeah. her. I wonder whether even now people look at women of our age and think, mm, is she past it? Is she in the mid 50s? Is she going to be is she going to be crying at the desk all the time? I'm not saying that's a widespread view, but I do wonder whether that feeds into that whole this whole conversation about menopause in the workplace, what there is 
and why there's you know some resistance on both sides from both you know the employer and the employee to do something about it businesses and i'm not saying this is all businesses but we don't want businesses to see women who are going through the menopause as a liability we want to no. see them as an asset which because as we know women in their 40s 50s and over can be a tremendous asset to a business we need not to be viewed as something which is going to cause problems I mean, we'll we'll save them money because here's the thing. If we leave, we'll have to be replaced and that costs money. Well, by someone who needs training as well. If we have to take sickness leave because of what we're going through, well, we'll have to backfill. If we feel that we have to leave our jobs because of it, well, there will be some women who will go to tribunal about that and that will cost employers money. So you know what? Front load it, front load it, businesses and see the value that you have got in your female workforce your growing female workforce your growing work female workforce of over 45 yeah and and invest and invest in us that's what i think that's what i think for what it's worth (laughs) there you go So thanks as ever for listening and thanks to McDonald for our chat. Always stimulating, of course. If you have experiences that you want to tell us about, whether or not that is being in the workplace, being a woman, going back into a career, older motherhood, anything you want to talk about, about midlife issues or midlife experiences, then you can find Dawn and I on Twitter. Don't forget to like or subscribe to our podcast. And if you are feeling kind, leave us a nice glowing review too, because we always like to read nice things about us. In the meantime, The Menopod is a laudable production for Reach and it's presented by my friend Susan Lee and by me. And it's produced by Dan McLaughlin. It's available wherever you want to listen to our lovely voices, including Apple and Spotify. So see you next time.